Good evening, and welcome to another episode of Listen to These Nerds with Heroes of Pacific City. My name is Chris, and I'm going to be the Game Master for tonight's game. Starting at the top of the chat channel and going downwards, we have for our players... Uh, hello, my name is Harry, and I will be playing uh, Gene Andori, a.k.a. Seishin. Hi, my name is Joe, and I'll be playing Brandon Hart, uh, otherwise known as Mr. Medium. I'm John, I will be playing Epimetheus slash Cassandra slash Delphi. Uh, I'm Sam, I'm going to be playing Cassila, also known as Cassila. Uh, however, she is trying to come up with a hero name. <laughs> it, it's probably going to be Cassila. <laughs> <laughs> Probably, probably gonna be a bad name then. <laughs> Maybe it's spelled differently. Oh, yeah, no, 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 exactly. It's spelled with a Q. <laughs> <laughs> ah, this is the classic it's a, silent G. It's a silent Q. Uh, and I'm Jonathan, and I'm gonna be playing Evelyn Kinglet, also known as the Pelicanetic. All right. So last time we left off, I believe that. After a few investigations, something weird had happened at the university uh, at which the Pelicanetic works. She discovered that the office of her mentor, uh, Professor Fisher, um, or sorry, is it Dr. Fisher or... Uh, a doctor, or, yes. Doctor, okay, thank you. Doctor, he worked very yeah. hard for that PhD. Sorry, um... So the office of Dr. Fisher had been broken into, and after getting a bit of an idea, well, after sticking around to investigate the crime scene a little bit, uh, Evelyn had her own suspicions about who may have done it, and then she received a very strange message on a billboard that she told the team about, and after realizing that another party is at work in Pacific City, somehow influencing the... Uh, various messages in order to communicate with Torch's members, they realized that there may be a location where Dr. Thresher is. So after making a mad dash to the motel, because apparently the police are heading there as well, Evelyn had a couple words with Thresher, who, as it turns out, shares a couple of similarities with her. And so they agreed to meet up later in order to share information, but... After getting him out of the motel, Evelyn headed back to the scene because presumably the police are about to show up. And that's where we're picking up once again. So all of you are in the parking lot. Uh, Evelyn went inside the motel room just about a minute or two ago. And then as you listen to the sounds of police sirens getting closer and closer, Suddenly, yeah, several police cars, uh, sirens blaring, are pulling into the parking lot one after another. All right. Uh, am I able to, like, quickly whisper something into the uh, the team communicator as they're, like, pulling in? I mean, they haven't sure. all come out of the cars, right? So Yeah. Uh, so, yeah, there's, yeah, they're still in the cars. All Go right. ahead. So Gene very, like, very, like, queer, carefully whispers into the thing, okay, how are we going to play this? Uh, um, at this, uh, Carsonon says... If they're here, they may have uh, legal reason to be here. Let's don't try to obstruct them, but maybe get an idea of what's going on. Uh, I, I see we run the old Epimetheum misdirect. <laughs> Throw out <laughs> some of them fancy ancient terms. Quick question before we get started. Does Casilla have a communicator? Because I remember this being a thing last time, but she didn't. I... Does, does Casilla know that Epimetheum is Cassandra yet? Nope. No. No, so I don't think she is. So mm. as Jean is doing this, uh, Kasila, you see Kiai materialize like behind Jean. It kind of floats over to you 
Uh, it pokes you and it like jabs you in the arm with one of its fingers, and you hear Gene talking in his head. It's like, okay, look, Casila, I'm gonna ask you to just kind of be cool. Don't start swinging unless I specifically tell you to. Okay. Okay. You tell me, and then I start swinging. <laughs> yes, but only if I tell you. <laughs> yes, yes. You tell me, then I swing. <laughs> okay. Good. And then Ti pulls the their finger out of the, your arm and sort of like dematerializes. That was very strange. <laughs> All right. So the police are piling out of their cars. They have, well, they don't seem to have their weapons drawn, but they do have tasers on them as well as uh, like, you know, bulletproof police vests and stuff. And they are immediately heading across the parking lot. As they do so, that's when all of you see additional movement as uh, suddenly charging onto the scene, weirdly enough, is one of the members of the guild, Chimera who you remember to be like that super big guy that has like a whole bunch of animal features and stuff like that. And right on his heels, uh, running onto the scene is Witchbane, the woman who looks like um, a Van Helsing style uh, monster hunter uh, with the large hat and the pair of crossbows at her hips. Uh, okay, so out of character, John, are you gonna interpose yourself in front of the cops or should I do it? Um. Because like again, I mean, we don't need to, we don't need to start a fight here. But you, uh, uh, Mr. Medium just does, I, at this point, Mr. Medium doesn't know that uh, Pelicanic has is gotten away, so he just wants to play like delay, like just just honestly just block and be like, what's going on? Like what's happening? Yeah. Uh, well, I think uh, what uh, Cassandra's gonna do is actually just calm to uh, Pelicanic and ask like, what's the deal? Uh, yeah. Uh, we're clear. Do you need any help? Uh, um. I think our I think our best move here is to is to just find out why these why these guys are here, uh, especially the guild members. Um, so then, why are we here? Is probably a good thing we should know about. Yes, <clears throat> I will say it's at this point that um, the police have well, the police are beginning to move past all of you. They uh, they're going up the staircase to the second landing of the motel, and as this is going on, uh. Witchbane from the guild is coming up to all of you. Mm. And so, I wasn't expecting to see members of Torch here. Why are you currently on these premises? Uh, Last time I checked, this was a free country! Maybe I'm getting ready to go on vacation and I'm checking out a motel! I think the better question is, why are you jabronis here? And at this point, uh, one of the other individuals who's, uh, like, he's clearly wearing, um, a badge denoting him of a higher rank in the police organization. Uh, if Pelicanetic was here, she would recognize this guy as one of the officers that was investigating the crime scene back at uh, Dr. Uh, Dr. Fisher's lab. Uh, this is the guy with sort of like the, uh, the big bristly mustache, sort of like sh haircut that's short on the sides, completely flat on the top, like very stereotypical cop look, kind of. And he okay. simply says to all of you, we have reason to believe that Joseph Thresher is on the premises, uh, and we have video evidence taken from Pacific City University recording him committing a number of crimes. These include breaking and entering, destruction of property, and theft. Now, we also have reason to believe he has superhuman abilities, and for this reason, he gestures over to Witchbane and Chimera, we've enlisted the help of members of the guild to apprehend him and bring him into police custody. 
Sorry, Chris. It's kind of off-topic question, but uh, yeah. like, is Chimera like humanoid? Uh, I, I'm kind of having trouble imagining him because I keep imagining him as like an actual Greek Chimera, which is like uh, mm. basically a cat. But is he like right. humanoid shaped? Yep, I've yeah, I've mentioned before he is humanoid, but he looks like um, yeah, he just has a lot of animal features. Like imagine Killer Croc from Batman. But imagine if it wasn't just limited to part crocodile, he also had, like, fur and claws and, like, a whole bunch of things that make it look like, kind of like he's a mishmash of several different species that you'd see at the zoo. Okay. All right, so when um, this detective, uh, I'm assuming, says that, mm. uh, Station is going to be like, oh, what, you guys didn't call us? Gee, I feel a little, uh, a little hurt, PCBD. At this, the officer says... Well, given recent interactions with your team, uh, and at this he, like, gives a very pointed look to Carson on, we have reason to enlist help elsewhere in the city. No, wait, it's, it's so good, boss man, I get it. For Gene is going to do uh, a little, like, thing where he puts his hands into the shape of a heart and then mimes it breaking. Mm. For small uh, fry crimes like these, you gotta bring on the B team, I get it. Um, at this, Chimera just narrows his eyes at you, uh, Mr. Medium, and his not like, the nostrils in his almost leonine face sort of just flare a little bit as he snorts. And I'll say it's at this Mike, point watch that- Mike, watch it buddy! It's allergy season! You wouldn't want to get anything stuck up in there! And Mr. Medium's gonna crack his knuckles. Whoa, yeah. whoa, 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 uh, whoa, 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 take it easy, big guy. <laughs> it's at this point that Pelicanetic, you arrive back on the scene. You see all of this going on. You see uh, Station having, like, interposed himself in between uh, Mr. Medium and uh, Chimera. Okay, uh, yeah, Evelyn's just going to play it cool. She's going to improvise, so she's going to land um, mm. kind of in the back, like, breathing heavy, like, oh, oh, sorry, guys, sorry, I'm late. I got, uh, held up. Uh, air traffic, you know? <laughs> Damn low-flying planes in the city! It's okay, you know, with the model of torches, work-life balance is the number one! <laughs> Torch has great dental benefits if you qualify for a three-month probationary period! <laughs> if we've got you for three months, you get the <laughs> benefits! <laughs> Ugh. Ugh. So, um, you arrive back on the scene, Pelicanetic, and Witchbane is just looking at you with a bit of a quizzical expression. Then you hear, all of you hear something from the, uh, where the police have entered the motel room. One of the officers comes back out. Um, sir, uh, we haven't located Joseph Thresher. He's not on the premises right now. I, we think he might have escaped. And at this, uh, the person who's in charge of the police, the guy with the mustache, just curses. And at this, Witchbane is listening to this. Then she looks back at all of you. I don't think you answered our previous question. Why is it that all of you just happen to be here? And uh, Epimetia will, like, step, step forward. We received signs from Great Beyond that, uh, that we should go here. Um, and when we sensed out the location, found a magical source, we believed it might have been one of the hidden demons who have been attacking the city. Hmm. Yeah. Do you have any kind of sort of overcome action or ability that you think you could use to sort of sell this lie, John? I mean, uh, do, do we need to? I mean, <laughs> that's, uh, that's a 90% true true fact. 
Technically, Correct. yeah. <laughs> Correct. Yeah, it's How... like it's, it's like it's pretty much the same thing as the truth, you know? Yeah, but I mean, the purpose <laughs> of this check is to kind of, you know, convince both the police and um, the yeah, guild. Yeah, I guess the police is the thing we care about here. Exactly. Yeah. That uh, if Joseph Thresher got away, you guys didn't have anything to do with it. What principles do you have again, John? I have principle of the tactician and principle of the time traveler. Yeah. Okay. Hmm. Damn, I should have been the one to say that because I was thinking the same thing, and I have persuasion and other abilities that can do that. I, I have principle of the team, so. I mean, you could step in. Yeah. Uh, nah, you go ahead, John. Okay. I, I'm, I'm, uh, I'm gonna pitch you a roll. Um, can I use lightning calculator, which is uh, Epimetheus' ability to think very quickly? Think fast. Tell you what, um, go right ahead. I will say that this could work for thinking on your feet to come up with a logical explanation for why you're here. So yeah, uh, go right ahead. All right, and um, can I use leadership or creativity? I will say, I will say this is creativity. All right. Well, it's all the same dice. Uh, so I, I'm rolling my best possible roll here of three d10. So watch as I roll Ooh. three ones, or, or, or even more infuriating, the two ones and a ten. Because I don't <laughs> think that the classic. I, I don't. I don't think that I, I had either of my principles applies here. Oh, uh, hold on. Before we resolve this roll, um, what are our hero points from last session? Uh, I don't have any marked on my sheet. I don't think yeah, I, don't uh, use I don't think principles last okay. time, unfortunately. Yeah. Uh, out of character, Chris. Since we never. Uh, since we were undoing the end of last session, can I use a, he uh, a hero point bonus from last session that I never used? Sure, why not? All right, I'm using my plus two. Come on, baby. All right, so uh, I got a 10, a three, and a seven. So that's uh, going to be the seven plus two is nine. So that's an overcome uh, with no consequences or uh, no complications. The action completely succeeds. And at this, uh, Witchbane is, you know, uh, she's watching you with a thoughtful expression. Like, you actually can't see her eyes because they're concealed behind a pair of, like, sort of strange pair of goggles, kind of, with green lenses on them. So you can't completely read her expression. But as she's seeming to consider this, suddenly all of you hear, like, a noise. Almost like, it sounds like a low-flying uh, plane engine of some kind. And you look up, and a third shape is coming down, uh, Artificer, who you remember is like this super big sort of golem-type thing, uh, is flying towards all of you, uh, sort of like this trail of magical energy coming out of his boots, sort of Iron Man style, and he touches down with a heavy thud that actually, like, shakes the ground a little bit, and uh, he just looks around uh, as, you know, all of you brought your hands up as wind was being kicked back, and so, uh, yeah, this big sort of deep, almost Optimus Prime-style voice comes out of the suit. Witchbane! Chimera! Didn't you hear anything from Mr. Davis? And at this, Witchbane is watching him, like, with a very, uh, yeah, like, confused expression. Uh, we haven't heard anything on the comms. Is something going on? It's the Magi Foundation! It's under attack by demons! And at this, um... All of the cops begin to, who were looking for Joseph Thresher, suddenly spring to attention as, which mean, wait, are you sure? And so, yeah, I mean, I was headed back to the HQ right now, but I, I figured that I needed to let all of you know. Uh, 
why haven't you heard anything? And so, and Witchbane just lets out a curse, and so we need to head back now. Uh, Chimera, you heard him! And so with that, Chimera immediately begins just running down the street with uh, big, heavy thuds of footsteps. Uh, the police are already getting back into their cars, like, saying stuff over uh, the radio. Um, all units, all units, report in. There is a... There are paranormal attacks immediately occurring at, and they give out the address of the Magi Foundation. And uh, at this, Witchbane is about to head out, uh, but then Artificer, before he takes to the air, actually looks back at all of you and so, Hey, um, listen, I know we haven't really formally met. Hi, I'm Artificer. Nice to meet you. Um, listen, we maybe could use some help. Are, are you guys doing anything right now? I am Casilla. It's like, uh, you know what? I don't think so. I Everyone think we can pulls out her fucking palm pilot, just scrolls through her calendar, you know? It's just in. <laughs> <laughs> and Witchbane looks back, and so Artificer, we don't need their help. We can take care of this on our own. So, what are you talking? They're heroes too. Come on, they can help us out. And Yeah, so, come on, listen to the big guy. Our heart's in the right place. And besides, yeah, the city could use more cooperation. And Witchbane just, her lips are kind of, like, tightly pursed, and so, fine. All right, come on. And so with that, uh, she, like, hops up on Artificer's back as he's getting ready to take off, and he just turns back to all of you. All right, see you at the HQ. Thanks for the help! And so with that, uh, he takes off in an explosion of mana coming out of his uh, enormous rocky legs and just begins flying down the street overhead all the cars. Hmm. I wish I and could as fly. the police peel out of the parking lot, all of you are left behind. I wish I could fly. <laughs> well, don't worry. You got air station at your call, at your service, as T.I. begins to pick you up. Um, Before we head out, uh, I'm going to give uh, the team like a rough synopsis of what happened. Like, I dropped off Joseph Thresher. We agreed to meet at the bar with no name at a later point. We can deal with this first. All right, cool. Hopefully we can figure out how they managed to narrow down his location so we don't end up, you know, just leading him into another trap by accident. Yeah, well, I mean, it looks like they have at least one mage, so... Eh, fair. Anyway, I think there's some uh, bigger fish to fry at the moment, yes? Uh, yeah, and Evelyn's gonna take off. Yep, uh, Epimethea will also take off towards the, um... Uh... Looks like we gotta clean up the mess of these babies! <clears throat> Alright, Mr. Medium is gonna jump up after. Alright, okay. and uh, yeah, like, Kiai is gonna pick up Kasila, Jean's gonna, station's gonna get in the other hand, it's like, ready? And he looks over at Kasila and says, ready? Like, she has, like, double thumbs up, like, big <laughs> smile, like, <laughs> yeah! Alright, and away we get hurled! Okay! And so as all of you take off, Carsonon is quick to zip line behind all of you and begins swinging along down the street as the six of you, after a few minutes, see uh, the outside of the Magi Foundation and the plaza where everything is going on. And you see that there is, in fact, a big squadron of demons. These guys seem to be about maybe uh, six to seven feet tall. Uh, they have like red rocky exteriors and enormous curving horns on their heads that go back over their scalps. Uh, they're wearing um, interesting armor that seems like um, in between sort of like classic fantasy armor and sort of like uh, SWAT team style tactical gear or something like that. Like clearly this is technology from whatever dimension they come from. They have 
curved swords in hand, as well as um, other types of weapons like uh, crossbows. Uh, one of them even has like a big net that seems to be made of like barbed wire or something like that. And they're being led by a number of larger examples of, it seems to be the same species, but these guys are like, these guys are maybe eight feet tall, whereas the others are six to seven. Like these are big dudes with enormous sort of double-handed swords. And they are leading an attack on the plaza as you guys see the other members of the guild are there. You see that the duelist is taking up a martial arts stance while the beacon is also uh, nearby, uh, bringing her hands up as red energy is forming around them. And the other members of the guild are there and basically the fight is well underway as you see more cop cars beginning to pull up. And even though one half of all of the demons seem to be engaged by the guild, there is another platoon that is uh, marching up the steps of the plaza, like running under fire that the police are putting up. And basically it looks like they're trying to storm the building. Uh, question. Do these demons look like um, sort of similar to the possessed people that we've seen before? Or do these look like sort of um, true chorus members, if that makes sense? I understand what you mean. These guys do not seem mindless or recently turned or anything like that. These guys seem like true members of the chorus who probably grew up in their home dimension and, you know, have this ideology instilled from birth, similar to Ty, but... These guys, yeah, they they are moving like in a unit, like uh, their uh, weapons on hand, putting up covering fire and stuff like that. They have like a cop car pinned down with a crossbow bolt fire, and they're shouting orders to each other in this sort of strange guttural demonic tongue, like Vasurakin And uh, yeah, even among them, you see that there are several more of those chaos imps that you remember from the mall that are cackling, wheeling about, and throwing bolts of energy everywhere. Oh, those assholes. Those assholes indeed, yeah. Casilo will, will sort of uh, turn towards Seishin and, and say, uh, uh, do you think that you could get me close to the portal? It's a portal, right? It's like an open portal? Uh, there's no portal, actually. These guys just seem to be there, more or oh, less. Oh, okay. Yeah, there's there's no evidence that they have, like, teleported on the scene or that they've come out of nowhere. Like, they are, yeah, they just seem to have, like, uh, they were there when you guys arrived already. All right. Okay. Well, questions for later, but right now. Uh, yeah, uh, uh, drive me closer. I wish to hit them with my sword. All right. So with that, um, basically, Kiai is going to, like, pick you up. And then right before he throws you, uh is just going to go, all right, Kasila, start swinging. And he's going to fastball special you into the middle of him. Okay, All and right. so you are the first one to land, Casilla, and I will say that the rest of you come in simultaneously, and we are going to go into a combat scene. So, uh, let's see here. The tracker that we have for the scene involves two green, um, two yellow, no, two green, four yellow, and two red. Ah, the classic. Oh yeah, always got to go with the classic. In addition, for the minions, we have five D4 Chaos Imps, five D8 uh, Demonic Troopers, and two uh, D10 Commanders. These guys are lieutenants. 
in addition uh -huh. to all these, you guys see something else as well in their midst. It's a weird sort of construct about the size of a person that resembles... Imagine, like, a six-legged sort of spider-like thing. Like, it looks like a demonic device uh, with six mechanical legs that is causing it to walk among this group. But you see that the interior of this thing seems to be glowing a bright red. And as the seconds are going by, uh, this you hear a demonic thrum that is gradually rising in intensity. And as this is going on, you guys hear Duelist uh, nearby shout at all of you, um, GET BACK FROM THAT THING! IT'S GONNA BLOW! So, we have a challenge as well involving a chorus bomb. Um, Command and Conquer that had the fucking suicide tanks, where, like, their whole purpose was to just drive into the enemy and explode. Hmm. So this is a three-box challenge. And I will leave it up to all of you to decide what counts as an appropriate action to try and uh, basically stop this thing, defuse it, or get it to somewhere uh, where if it goes off, it's not going to affect anybody. Um, so right. basically, this is very obviously like a siege weapon, effectively, right? Like it's going to walk up to the gates, blow up, and just make a big hole for a bunch of demons to pour into. Are we able to assume that? Uh, you're guessing that given how the how the demons are moving with it, it looks like they're preventing anybody from trying to, you know, prematurely blow this thing up before it gets to the Magi Foundation's front doors, where it seems to be walking in the direction of. Ah, uh, all right. So we got the we got that Urukai from the two towers. Sweet. Mm -hmm. uh, pretty much, yeah. Uh, it looks like a you know a payload from some kind of you know online uh, you know first person shooter. Is there a big demon behind it going? <laughs> um, no. Um, I will say that the biggest demons are the lieutenants, but uh, it does seem to be that. Uh, yeah, it do it does very much have the minecart from Team Fortress Two idea. Yeah, like all that guttural roaring is actually just them basically doing like command barks and also being like, "Stay on the point." Yeah. Um, uh, is the the the, the fact that Casilla got uh, dropped down first mean that I can uh, I can start the the scene off? Or do we, I do we want other people to sort of do things as well. I, I had actually two questions before we uh, get started about the bomb. Yes. Mm. Uh, is this a timed challenge? It is. It is a uh, the timer is three box uh, three rounds similar to the three boxes. Okay. Uh, second, does it seem like the demon's plan is to be out of the blast radius when the bomb goes off? Um, they seem to be on this thing pretty close, but you're presuming that if it were to get down to the end of its timer, they'd presumably back off and let it do its thing. Yeah, I, I I'm gonna try to d figure out like what level of fanatic devotion these guys have um uh-huh well um as you watch these guys and their tactics maybe you'll be able to figure some things out as the scene progresses mm -hmm. so how would we like to start off who would like to go first um if yeah, anybody else Kayla. yeah if anybody else uh, has anything that i i will take the first one but yeah go um, ahead uh Kasila is gonna take what the duelist said about it exploding yep and she's gonna um sort of smirk and go uh uh, not today. No explosions from you. And uh, she's going to attempt to um, uh, use her uh, great sword and uh, cut, remove the concept of explosion, uh, explosiveness 
uh, from this bomb. Interesting. Okay, yeah, uh, go right ahead. Give me a roll for this, please. All right, so that's going to be my signature weapon, my mystical lore, and my close combat. Uh, and so that's a d12, a d10, and a d8. And uh, so it's my mid dice I'm going for here, right? Yeah, so mm -hmm. roll all three, and whatever yeah. the, the middle number is, that's the one that you, uh, is your All right, result. so I rolled a four, an eight, and, 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 and an eight. All right, well then, uh, yeah, no, uh, uh, just a eight, eight then. Okay, so the action completely succeeds. All right, so with a slash of your sword, uh, like, before any of the demons can react, suddenly uh, the device, like, it's still charging up, but it seems to be a lot slower than before. You think that you cut some of the concept of explosiveness out of it, so if it does get to the point where it needs to blow, it's probably going to be a much weaker blast, but it's not done yet. So... As they immediately bring their weapons up to presumably try and attack you, I will say that you have cleared the first uh, box for this challenge. Um, I'm going to turn to everybody else, uh, passing the the baton off to uh, the pelicanetic, but um, and ju but just sort of like shout to everybody like, uh, "Don't worry, I will get the bomb. You get everyone else." All right. Okay. So um, I will put in that Casilla just went pelicanetic. It goes to you. Okay, great. Um, hmm. You know, normally I would just make a bird, but there's so much going on. You know what? I, I totally forgot. The rest of the Magi Foundation is here. Um, hmm. How many members of the Magi Foundation are there? Actually, there are five members altogether, and they are all present on the scene. There is Chimera, Witchbane, the Duelist, uh, the Beacon, and Artificer, and they are all going to town just trying to defend this place. They seem to be fighting as fiercely as you guys are, but the fight's only just started on their part as well. So it so could be we, anybody's guess as to what's going to happen. Can we pass them individually, or do they do they go in a block? Uh, they basically, for intents and purposes, and to keep combat rolling, basically they are going to act in a block, and presumably they will be doing as well with their encounter as you guys are. But I will say that um, I will describe some of what they do so that as all of you are watching, you will be able to get a sense of what their abilities and talents are. So okay. uh, if I'm understanding this correctly, we're basically having fights side by side. Yes, and but yeah. Uh, and but, so they're fighting their own demonic troopers and commandos and stuff that we aren't uh, ha yes. having to deal with because they're there. Yeah. Yes, another, exactly, another fight's going on. If they weren't there, you would have to fight another group of enemies altogether. They're taking care of their own side of things. I will not go into the mechanics of that because I don't want to bog this down with two fights going on simultaneously, one of which you guys aren't even involved in. Yeah, it's effectively set dressing, more or less. Okay, exactly. They're yes. in the background of the panel, so like we're doing, we, there's like a whole <laughs> page where it's just us moving through the fight, and like in the back of every panel, there will be like another guy fighting. Yeah, exactly. And there might be a panel or two here and there of them doing something, but even though what they're doing is awesome, it doesn't detract from the fact that you guys are the main character of this comic. There, right. there'll be it, there's a little editor's note which is see uh, the Magi Foundation issue, special Whatever. issue one. <laughs> the, the Magi Foundation is miniseries. Yeah, <laughs> which is coming out simultaneously with this ongoing story arc. Mm -hmm. Hmm. Now, uh, Jonathan, I believe okay. it's your turn. 
Yes, it is. Thanks for uh, clearing that up. Yeah, okay, man, uh, we got a lot of minions to deal with. Does anyone here have good um, AoE? Uh, I, I know Joey does, but he in, needs yeah, power I have to wait, turns. I, I need to go into yellow, so... Oh, okay. Well, um... I can need... attack two targets just with my green die, so I can start working on the uh, the Chaos Demons are on my turn. Okay, great. Uh, in that case, yeah, Evelyn's gonna look around and be like, wow, okay, like, we are really outnumbered. Um, making a bird doesn't seem like a great use of time, so instead, uh, she is going to use her aura and channel it to give Gene uh, a boost. Oh, nice. Um, Turn it up. <laughs> yes. Okay. So she's using her magical aura and her leadership ability. And with no bonuses, um, she rolls a four, which I believe is a plus two. Yes. Okay. Mm -hmm. um, that is a uh, permanent boost. Or sorry. Oh, shit, for real? Persistent boost to you, yes. Damn, Ooh. okay. Yeah, because I use my mid die. Uh, I, I, I get it. the power of the bird force. Yeah, I love this. Yeah. So now you just hit harder for the rest of the scene. Um, yeah, I'm going to say actually that, like, as you're doing this, Kiai starts, like, sprouting feathers all up and down their arms and sort of, like, gets mm. a, like, a hawk nose. <laughs> and, like, Station's looking at that, looking at you, and it's like, wait, you can do that? Uh,. Yeah, uh, I've been practicing. Um, see what you can do, and I'm going to pass to you. Badass! And so, yeah, uh, Gene is going to run into the fight with uh, renewed vigor, and he's going to use uh, Ondori offense on okay. the, uh, on the, what are they called? The Chaos Imps. Okay. So, uh, he attacks with close combat, uh, and I attack a second target with my Mindai. Uh, I'm allowed to apply the boost to, like, the roll after the fact, right? Like, if I want to boost the Mindai result, I can do that? Uh, I think I'll boost. I think you have to spend before for all boost, as far as I remember. I think so, yes. Okay. Alright, uh, so that is gonna be his strength roll, his close combat, and a D8. Alright, uh, so I am going to... So, yeah, uh, with that, that is a, um five damage to one of them and okay. three damage to the other uh is this for the imps uh yes the chaos the d4s okay great so um i will say that uh one of them you do a running jump and you just high kick one of these things and it explodes on impact into that same green mist that just evaporates on the wind while the other one um ki is going to take care of and as it rears back for a punch the wheels on its arms spin, and it just spells out the words "bok bok" before uh, slamming into the end. Oh, and, primo! I love it. And the it, this imp also explodes on impact, so there are now only three of these things remaining. All right. Um. So let's see. Pelicanetic's gone. I've gone. Uh. I'm going to pass to. Uh, nobody else has any sort of, um, AoE that we know of? Uh, nope, I don't think so. All right, Not in I'm... green. Okay, uh, then I will pass to... Eh, let's pass to Mr. Medium. Okay. Okay. As Gene, uh... like, looks over at Mr. Medium and says, Hey, big guy, get in here! All right, um... Uh, Mr. Medium's going to do his promo move. So it's banter plus status die plus... Presence. So that is a plus two. Um, 
Then Mr. Medium, uh, as he's walking in, he raises his hand up, um, and the spotlight uh, appears on him, and the microphone appears. Uh, and he puts his uh, microphone up to his mouth and says, You! You! And you! And you! It looks so guinea! And he's pointing at the members of the Magi Fenders. Look like guinea, a little bit of support from the big man! Yeah, um, I will say the members of the guild, as they're fighting these demons, when you say this, like, a couple of them actually turn and look at you, and Artificer even, like, wordlessly, like, points at his head as if to say, who, me? Yeah. <laughs> I love Artificer. I hope he's not <clears throat> evil. Just this one time for the low, low price of an ass kicking! The one, the only, Mr. Medium is ready to give you a little bit of DLC! All right. <laughs> All right. Um, so what are the effects of this, Joey? Uh, just plus two. Okay, awesome. So you give yourself a nice boost. Yep. Okay, and Second then... Second effect, or is it just a boost for yourself? It's persistent and, and personal. Exclusive. Ah. Mmm. Yep. Those early persistent effects, really good to have in a fight. Yeah. And who would you like to pass to? Uh, I'll pass to the environment. Smart. Okay. So, as this is going on, I will say that one of the police cars pulls up and a whole bunch of cops uh, pile out weapons drawn and immediately begin firing upon the scene. But um, you guys realize that their aim isn't too, too good. And although they're trying to lay down covering fire to, you know, pin down the demons, they're also kind of doing it for you guys as well. So, as a result, uh, just a sec. I'm going to do a roll here. So everybody on the scene, the demons and you guys alike, everybody is going to have a minus one hinder. As basically bullets are flying all around you, hitting the pavement, winging through the air, and so you guys aren't able to move as effectively because there's a chance you could get shot at any second. Yeah, Whoa. so just... Save so team! Save team! Yeah, yeah. Well, um, so we just need someone to tell them to go, like, secure civilians or whatever. Yeah, um, I will say that um, if you want to, either you can ignore this and concentrate on the fight, or this could be an overcome check to, you know, get them to divide their attention elsewhere and remove this hinder from everybody involved. So, with that, um, the environment has gone, and the environment then is going to pass to the enemies. So, uh, the chorus bomb continues moving towards the front of the Magi Foundation, and the glow continues to intensify. Not as strong as presumably it could have been, but the enemies are still sticking with it. Like, they understand that, you know, they can't, if they let it go off on its own, too soon, there's a chance that somebody could rush in there and try to disarm this thing. So they're still they're still on this thing. As for the rest of you, um, also I do need to update the scene tracker. Almost forgot that. That's one closer to the green zone. And now for the enemies themselves. First off, we are going to have uh, the commanders. Uh, they are going to, or one of them is going to bellow out, like, presumably some sort of war cry or words of support to, um, the rest of the troops, like, And as a result, uh, all of the troops, uh, just roar in affirmation, and they are going to, uh, 
uh, receive a plus one boost that may actually cancel out uh, the hinder that they would have otherwise. Simultaneously, one of the other ones, uh, seeing that Casila um, is doing a... Yeah, uh, she's attempting to interfere with a bomb. He's going to go and directly attack her. So, uh, unfortunately, he did not roll well. But um, it does seem as though... Yes, okay. So, Casila, you take two points of damage as you see this attack coming. You bring up your sword to parry, but nevertheless, the sheer impact of this attack pushes back your blade, and you do receive a shallow cut on your arm. Uh, one point of damage, and Casila will, like, look at the cut on her arm and go, I am not impressed. Ooh, okay. And then, as for the rest of the troopers, yeah, they are also going to... Uh, converge on your group and I will say that with five troopers everybody here is going to take one attack so okay uh first off Sation you take four points of damage from an attack alright Mr. Medium you take eight points of damage Epimethea you take six points of damage Telekinetic you take seven points of damage and Casilla yeah. you take another five points of damage Nobody has any reactive defenses yet. Not uh, until yellow. Same. Yeah, it's perfect because I'm in yellow now. So, uh, sorry, how much damage should I take, Chris? Uh, let me just check the chart here. Uh, for yourself, Epimethea, that was six points of damage. Okay, I'm still on the edge of green. Mm. And finally, the chaos imps are going to wheel about overhead. The remaining three, and they're going to lose some bolts. They're going to throw one at Carsonon. Uh, uh, giving him a minus one hinder, while uh, the other two are going to target, I will say, Epimethea and Mr. Medium. Epimethea, you take a minus one, and Mr. Medium, you take a minus two. Okay. So as they throw about these bolts, uh, laughing and cackling madly, um, all of you can see that nearby... The guild are doing their best attempts at uh, holding them off as well. Uh, let's see what I got here. So as you watch, Chimera is charging through this crowd of demons, like basically bulldozing them aside. He grabs one and like a lineman on a football team, he just carries this thing and plows it into the side of a parked car, completely crumpling it. Picking up this uh, crumpled demon that he just full on tackled, he swings it like a baseball bat and knocks over another demon nearby with a vicious double-handed swing. Uh, so your best guess is uh, Chimera is big, he's strong, he's durable, and once he gets moving, it's very hard to slow him down or stop him. So, you know, the general type of meathead on the team. Uh, you also see that Witchbane is barking out orders to the rest of the team. So it seems as though she's kind of like the team tactician or leader, and she's ducking and dodging attacks, just nimbly weaving through the fray of demons as she has both of her crossbows out and is firing them, uh, basically double-wielding them. Uh, the ends of the bolts, as they fly through the air, sort of have this metallic gleam to them, and the demons are roaring in agony as they hit with steam coming up from them. So it looks as though there's something going on with those. Uh, as for Duelist, I will say that 
Station, this guy catches your eye because he is clearly using martial arts, uh, basically a style that you're unfamiliar with as he's basically backflipping through this crowd, doing a double-footed kick uh, directly into one's neck or landing, coming up, and doing like a flurry of blows against it. But then suddenly you see a second duelist appear for a moment beside him. Uh, that seems to be glowing with some type of energy, and it also throws a lightning-fast punch before dematerializing. Ah, so he is not, in fact, Sub-Zero. He is Noob Cybot. Ah, uh, something like that. And as as you watch, suddenly you catch his eye, and it's as if the camera suddenly zooms in on his face as the menacing sound effect appears around his head for a moment. Uh, so do I get the feeling that this is, is like, would Gene be able to tell, like, okay, this definitely seems like spirit, uh, the usage of a spirit? Um, you do, it's not that you have hard proof, but you do have a hunch. Yeah. It's like, and okay, the, how the hell did that happen? One, I can accept, but two, yeah. maybe three. God damn it. How many spirit users are in this city? Well, well yeah, you know, Harry, strong spirit users are drawn together. Damn it. The red string of fate gets me again! Yep. And the beacon is an interesting one. She's kind of hanging back, uh, letting the others fight kind of on the front lines while she is raising her hands with that same sort of red magical energy around them. And the concrete in the plaza seems to be warping into new shapes. She's generating sort of stalagmites that are shooting forward and impaling several demons, as well as like another concrete barrier that appears around her as several demons are firing crossbow bolts at her, but they just ping against the concrete. Wait, the demons are using crossbows too? Yep. Uh, the okay. demons, yeah, like I said, they've got a couple different types of weapons. Some of them have swords, some of them have crossbows. So yeah. Oh, okay. Well, uh, and glad they haven't discovered guns yet. Uh-huh, yeah. And Artificer, the last one, uh, his the golem body is covered in like all of these glowing blue runes and a bunch of demons are coming in to attack him with swords he brings up both of his forearms as if to shield himself and then the runes on his arms flare and a force field surrounds him like a bubble and all of the attacks from the demons just sort of bounce off of him and as they try to attack him he waits he sees an opening the bubble goes down and he just clocks one with a massive stony punch before opening up his hand and discharging a blast of mana that sends another one flying for about maybe 20 feet or so. So it looks like Artificer has a couple of tools in his repertoire, interestingly enough. But with that, I will say that this is what all of you gather as you glance at the guild during the fray. So it looks as though they have a couple abilities in their skill set. And then after that, I will say that they are going to pass to Carsonon, who um, is, yeah, basically on the outskirts of the fight, just loading and reloading his firearm as he's discharging into the fray of the demons. So, um, yeah, he actually pegs one of the troopers directly in the head, and the demon's eyes just roll back as he goes down. He was able to take down one of the troopers. Wow, nice. Yeah. Uh-huh, just rolled a solid eight for that, so no chance of getting past that. So wait, he, like, blew his head open? Like, he killed him? No, uh, just he discharged, uh, like, basically one of those... He's got those, uh, taser bullets. Oh, okay. Yeah, exactly. Okay. 
and the demon just, uh, like, electricity sparks along his armor, and he just jerks and shudders before his eyes roll back into his head, and he collapses to the ground. Ah, okay, cool. Yeah. And he is finally going to pass to Epimethea. Cool. Hey, everyone, thanks for listening. You can find us on Tumblr at listentothesenerds.tumblr.com or on Twitter at LTTNCast. All our music is sourced from Incompetech.com and is licensed under Creative Commons by Attribution 3.0. You can email us at listen to these nerds at gmail.com.